Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hi, and thanks for tuning in. I wanted to remind you of our Road to a Thousand Subscribers giveaway that we have going on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe and have a public profile, you'll be entered to win a free RX Smart Gear original jump rope. You'll get to pick the pattern of the handles, the color and weight of the cable, and you'll be getting one of the best-selling, best-performing jump ropes out there. Every time we hit a new century mark with the number of subscribers to our channel, we'll randomly select a new winner. And our friend Dave Newman is going to throw in a little something extra for each winner. So a special thanks to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear, to Dave Newman for being such a great partner, and to you for being a loyal listener. Good luck, and I hope you are our next winner. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I wanted to talk to you about our new sponsor, Element 26. They are an innovative company producing lots of products around the CrossFit, Strongman, powerlifting space. They have weightlifting belts. They have knee sleeves. They have thumb tape. Um, they have these cool little straps that go around the bars when you're um, trying to attach a bar to the rig and maybe using it for low bar work, like pull-ups for little kids or some modifications for like um, bar muscle-ups when you're trying to teach someone to do them. And you know how you wrap those rubber bands around the rig and the J hook to kind of keep everything straight? Well, they've made straps for that. And they're straps kind of like the straps you use for rings. Um, they have a really secure um, system on it and you can wrap around the bar and keep that nice and secure. I love their innovation. Their, um, their product development team is top notch and they're just coming up with really um, different ideas for our space. So check them out at element26.co. That's element26.co and tell them Kat sent you. There he is. Hey Matt. Hello. How are you? How's it going? I'm good, hey. how are you doing? First, I gotta ask about that picture. Uh, the dog, what kind of dog is that? This is here. Come here, baby. Come here. This is my little baby, my little blue healer. Um, just a sweet little guy, sweet little doggy dog. His name's Danner. Tanner. Danner. Yeah. Danner. Okay. Yeah. So cute. I know. He's my favorite. I love him. <laughs> Looks like you're outside in beautiful weather. Uh, I am. It is cold here in the Midwest. Yeah, that's what I hear. All my family's back uh, back east in West Virginia, and so they always tell me like I think they're getting they're getting called for snow on Monday. And I'm like, well, it's 80 out here, and uh, and I'm loving life, so you can't complain about that. Yeah, I uh, I've been ignoring the weather forecasts uh, just because I don't want to admit that we're getting close to winter. Right, it's coming up. Yeah, so. Uh, for those who don't know, we're with Matt DeLugos. Did I get that right? Yep. Okay, Matt DeLugos. Uh, he is underdog athlete, underdog coach, um, 2021 West Coast Classic semifinal participant. Um, before we get into too much, though, some news kind of broke over the last day or so about the PFAA. Are you familiar with who that is? Yes, I am. So they actually made recommendations to CrossFit about the height of the rings and the height of the pull-up bars being more standardized so it was not unfair to taller athletes. And for our listeners, if they don't know, because you can't tell from just Matt's headshot, that he is six foot four. Very tall for I a am. CrossFit athlete. Very and tall. and you, you don't have to you don't have to confirm or deny this, but I know that at West Coast Classic, the ring height was an issue for taller athletes. It was, yes. Uh, luckily, the, the people at West Coast Classic, the people running it were amazing. Um, they actually allowed me to uh, 
slightly adjust the height of the rings, um, which was, I mean, like I said, awesome of them on their part. Um, you know, from a bigger picture standpoint, it's just a health and safety issue, right? Like I, I was at the point where I could stay in there, reach up and, and grab the ring full handed. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that something is hopefully going to be done uh, at least like moving in that right direction. Yeah, that's a major first step. And I know that, that you're not the only tall athlete out there. And it's really not fair that you guys are put in that position where you can't even kip uh, during your gymnastics movements. Definitely. It just, it, it changes, you know, it, it essentially changes the whole workout, um, changes how you approach the workout when you're breaking sets, um, even just how you're doing the movements, you know, like how I was doing toes to bar or, um, pull-ups or, you know, luckily, like I said, the ring muff-ups were able to be changed, but, um, for a lot of the work on the bar, like, you know, guys that are taller, like myself or Brent Fikowski, who's a big advocate for all of this, um, you know, it, it really does affect how you're performing and it, it changes from a performance and a showcase of your fitness to a, uh, a way to, to basically just do the reps and, and stay safe. So. Yeah. And we have a lot of young athletes that are much taller than our typical, like Dallin Pepper, James Sprague, you know, they're coming up uh, with that same issue. So I'm glad that something's being said and we can do something moving forward. So on to lighter subjects now, um, yeah. I know you're a West Virginia grad. I am. Mountaineer. Um, mm -hmm. That is a crazy place. I, I grew up just north of Pittsburgh. That is just oh, south nice. of Pittsburgh. Um, and uh, I've been to Morgantown a few times. Um, I will say it was not for fitness or sports-related <laughs> activities. Yeah. And That's what a lot of the people go to, to West Virginia for. So you're okay. Yeah. You're in the masses. And the, the campus is built on the side of a mountain. Pretty much the whole town is. Uh, pretty much the whole state is just a mountain. Um, it's quite interesting. Yeah, walking from class to class, like, you get a full workout in. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Even, even in Western Pennsylvania, where I went to school initially, like, you had to go. My morning, my 8 a.m. class was on the other side of the hill from my dorm. So you had to go up mm -hmm. and then down. Uh, any any fun activities done in the mountains down there? Oh man, there's a ton of fun stuff you could do. That's the one thing that I do miss being out here. Um, there's a, a very large outdoor scene here in Las Vegas, but um, you know, it's just different having the trees. Like being able today, actually this morning, I was um, I was down by like this is like besides Lake Mead out here, this is like the first lake that I had seen. And it was just this little man-made thing. Um, but it kind of just made me miss home. Like I want to go fishing. I want to, I'm going home actually in a couple of weeks, I'm going to get to hunt uh, for West Virginia deer season. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I mean, yeah, just being outside is, is a lot of fun. And like being outside back home is a lot of fun. It's cool. Yeah. I, like I said, it's nice out here. It's just different. The, the crazy thing we used to do in college is we would steal or borrow the lunchroom trays. Um, okay. And then at the top of the hill, we would use those to sled ride down the other side to get to class. Yeah, for sure. Or snowboard uh, or whatever. We would do some stuff like that at, uh, at the football games, WVU football games, because there's always just like little hills. And, and actually right next to the stadium, there's law school hill, which is like the one of the biggest, like what people will run steps up there is like their, their exercise for the day. Like it's, super steep hill um but you would do the same thing you just grab like cardboard boxes or people would have like empty beer cases you just sit on that thing and like ride it down dude it was a lot of fun yeah so you grew up in west virginia your whole life yep yeah i was born and raised in morgantown um my parents are both from the area and uh that's where my grandparents are, are from as well so yeah grew up there basically had lived there my whole life um until i was 23 years old and then moved 2000 miles away. And you got your degree in business administration. I did. I did. And immediately went into the fitness world. Yeah. Um, so I had done, I had been doing CrossFit since I got to college and then an opportunity arose right as soon as I graduated. Like when I say literally the, the day after my, like my graduation was, wasn't the day after my graduation was on a Friday. 
And that Monday I started work for a, um, a, a new gym owner who, who had opened up a box or not quite a box. It was just a, uh, more of a boutique fitness facility. Um, but there I got to do a lot of like personal training, a lot of one-on-one, um, like individual program design, um, and, and just, you know, basically like learning how to work with individuals. Um, so I did that and now here we are. Yeah. Well, there's a couple steps along the way. Uh, you got a job there, there doing are. strength and conditioning for a women's basketball team. I did. Yep. Uh, one of the connections that we were able to make uh, through this facility that we were at was um, with the Fairmont State uh, women's basketball team, which was a Division II uh, program. I believe they've done very well, uh, like as far as making it to the tournament each year, the D2 tournament. Um, so, yeah, I got to work with them over over the course uh, of not quite two full seasons, but uh, almost like I left right as they were in the midst of their second season. And then you also got hired by an OPEX gym. Yep. So that was the gym that I worked at uh, right out of college was OPEX Morgantown. Um, So I got to work out of there. And uh, like I said, that's kind of where I got the start of um, learning how to do individual program design, um, learning how to, you know, listen to the clients, listen to the athletes, um, be able to give them what they need and uh, as well as what they want. Um, and which has been really, really helpful for now transitioning back into like the individual design through CrossFit. Um, because with, with OPEX and there's nothing against OPEX, um, but it does tend to tend to, uh, support or, or get the support of, you know, more general pop, uh, fitness people, individuals. So being able to work with Justin and the underdogs and, you know, work through the individual design method, but with a sport that I love and with, you know, movements that I love, um, that's been a really special, really special thing. I'm really happy that I'm able to do that. It's kind of weird because the only, the only reason I even heard of OPEX personally is through like Tanil Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, she was at an OPEX gym in Arizona. Right. Um, and yeah, she was with, um, uh, was it, it was Sam Smith or uh, Mike Lee at the time, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where I first heard of OPEX and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So that was my first foray into that. Uh, and I didn't really understand that it was more for general pop than it was for competition because she was at the time, like the fittest American woman. Yeah. Right. Um, so, okay. I, now I kind of understand a little bit more. How yeah. Did, and, and there oh, are definitely, ahead. there are definitely ways of, of blending the two. Um, I mean, honestly, like before I worked with Justin, I had an OPEX coach. He, uh, he had a, a, an OPEX gym in state college, Pennsylvania. So I was working with him for about two years before I made the transition to Justin. So it, it's definitely, you can do fitness. You, you can, you can do competitive fitness through OPEX. Um, it just seems like it, it, like I said, it was more eye opening to me because, you know, it, it showed me that like, I should be working on my weaknesses. Like I should be spending time developing the things that, uh, you know, a, a blog fitness program isn't going to approach. Um, so that was kind of the, the insight for me. And then, like I said, with Justin, I started working with him and that led into the more competitive fitness. And then obviously now I'm coaching as well as competing in, in fitness. So, yeah. And you, you also did a team with CrossFit Ridgeline. I did a two-time regional team competitor. Um, what was that experience like? It was, uh, it was a great experience. It was a great opportunity. Um, I mean, truly, if I didn't have that, I don't think that I would be where I am at. Um, you know, just the fact of being able to go to a regional and compete, um, you know, and, and, and see the higher level guys. Like I, I've got to watch Noah, um, you know, and guys like Travis Mayer and Ben Smith at these regionals, you know, whenever I was on a team and, and obviously looking up to those guys. So it's been really surreal, like competing against Noah, this year like that was just such a crazy crazy experience but um but yeah I like team um but I think that I like I think that I like the individual competition a little bit more it had to first of all 
you would never look up to Noah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, being a six foot four on a team with a worm, like that cannot help you. Because I am sure your teammates were not of equal size. No, no. Actually, we, we, we got pretty lucky. Made it a little bit easier being that I was six foot four and then our next female was 5'11". And then our next guy was like five, eight. And then we had a female that was like five, I think she's like five, six. Um, so it was kind of this nice little descending order. And that's how we would do it. Like I would be in the front, uh, the five eleven girl would be next to me, like behind me. And then it would be Gage and Hillary. Like it would just go down. But there were like, I'm sure that you've seen with the worm communication is key. And there had been a couple times where, you know, communication was not on point. And when you drop a worm from all the way up here, it falls a little bit harder. So uh, we had a couple instances. One time I got, I got uh, screwed by it. I got like the flashback. Um, and then the other time we dropped the, the entire worm on one of our females, um, which is not a great moment, but it's all good. You live and you learn. It was funny to look back at now. So. <laughs> And is CrossFit Ridgeline in Morgantown or around that area? Yep. Yeah. CrossFit, uh, CrossFit Ridgeline's in Morgantown. They're still active, still a huge gym. Um, I don't think they have a, a competitive like team anymore, but, um, but yeah, they're still there. Probably dropped in there whenever I head back. Yeah. I think my best friend has dropped in there before he, uh, he used to be a crane operator and he did a lot of work down in West Virginia. And okay. so he would drop into gyms down there all the time. And I think you yeah. mentioned that one. Ridgeline is, uh, it, it's the biggest gym, biggest CrossFit gym in Morgantown. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So now we're going to try to get back on track. So you worked Perfect. as a, as a PTA as well. I did. Yeah. So, so you took your business degree and said the heck with all that accounting and economic stuff. I'm going yeah. to do personal training and physical therapy. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a whole, I, I'm not even sure really how to explain how or why it happened the way it did, but um, my mom is a PT. And so I was doing some like intern uh, PT aid work for her at one of her locations um, for, I think like two, two years, it, it would be like a little bit off during school, but um, most summers I would, I would go in and work there. Um, and that was actually really, that was really cool. Obviously just being around, you know, being around people who know the human body as well as PTs do. Um, like, cause that was right at the time as I was getting into like, like really getting into fitness. So I'm like always asking them questions. I'm like, Oh, Hey, like I'm doing this exercise. Like, what should I be feeling? Like, how do I, you know, make my knee stop hurting? Like how, how do I stretch this out? Um, so that was a cool little, that was a cool little like side adventure, I guess is the best way to say it. But then, yeah, I went to school. I finished my, I finished with my degree in um, business administration. My dad's an accountant. So that's kind of what got me into that. And um, I, I ended up actually doing some work for him. Uh, he, he didn't work in an accounting firm, but he worked in the like accounting department for a, uh, a, a company in Morgantown. And it really showed me that like that nine to five, is not for me like sitting there behind a desk I mean I just I hated it I was not a fan so that's why I was like kind of like looking for ways to you know professional like to treat fitness professionally and um and I found that through the OPEX and then now I'm trying to do it professionally but just on the other side try to be an athlete it's funny I my degrees in business administration as well uh, I actually went all the way through a master's and now okay. all I want to do is be a podcaster and media guy. So nothing to do with business, but. No, it's been helpful to know some of those things. Um, you know, just what you learn through like how to run a business and, and how to, it's like, yeah, like how to act professionally. Um, that stuff was helpful, but yeah, have a different passion, different fire burning. At least you figured that out at 22. It took me till I was 51. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very lucky. 
So, um, so the PT work, how much did it help you when you started to do programming and personal training, just understanding the movement of the human body and, and what you were trying to achieve? Oh, uh, vastly, vastly helped my, help my knowledge, helped my ability as a coach. Um, you know, a, a lot of what I see whenever it comes to working with individuals, whether they're athletes or whether they're in the gen pop, um, you know, like a lot of people, like not everybody moves the same. Um, everybody's body is just a little bit different, what they can do um, and, and like what they're able to do safely uh, is different for each for, for each person. And so learning that from a young, you know, young fitness coach age, um, rather than me just going out and being like, okay, Hey, this is the way that you do it. This is how muscle is grown. Like where everybody's going to do the same exact thing. Um, it was really nice that I was able to, you know, to learn that the individuals, like I said, the individuals move differently. People have different injuries, different limitations. Um, and so, yeah, learning the actual process of like how the human body works and how you can, you know, achieve similar stimuluses or how you can, you know, keep somebody's spine, safe and keep somebody's lower back from getting hurt like learning all those things from an early age I feel like has been super helpful for me because now I'm able to um, not even really have to like go back and and you know relearn anything or, or, or redo anything I'm just able to um, I guess yeah just take that knowledge that I've kind of built up and been used to being around and and move it forward that's great so how did you find yeah. Justin um, so I originally met Justin in this little, uh, like kind of janky competition in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia. Um, we were down towards Beckley, uh, and there was a, there was a Spartan race. And then they were also hosting the USA functional fitness. And I went there for the USA functional fitness and it was crazy looking back at it now because there was like some really good male athletes like uh, Matt Morton was there, Zach Souter, got a little fly flying around, uh, Zach Souter, um, like Cam, Ken Battison, like all these guys who were around the sport for a while. They've done grid, they've done CrossFit, whatever, as well as like Colleen Foch was there, Amanda Goodman was there. There's was, was some pretty good level athletes, but there was literally maybe 16 of us in this little like grassy area in the middle of the Spartan race. Um, we're doing like clean and jerks kind of on the side of a hill, like on these little like plywood platforms. Like it was, it was janky, but it was a very cool experience. Um, so I like met Justin there, but I didn't really know him. And then we ended up uh, from that. I ended up being able to go to London to compete on a team for the USAFF. And whenever I was out there, Justin and I had just, you know, we were, we were all kind of there together and I spent a lot of time around him um, and just talking and, and, you know, kind of like getting to know him, him, he was getting to know me. And so through that process was really where we like got close and kind of established a, uh, a connection and, and established like a relationship. And then it wasn't for another year uh, that I started to work with him. So I was still like with my other coach and then we went to Sweden together and same thing, kind of like, met up again in Sweden, kind of like rekindled the the relationship and the friendship that we had. And when I got back, like the day after I got back, I was like, Hey, um, can you coach me? And he's like, yeah, sure. And this is like right at the time, like this was right before he had baby Jacks and really before he had like been coaching a lot of people, like he was just coaching Carrie at the time. Um, and I remember the conversation I, I even said to him, I was like, Hey, so like hypothetically asking for a friend, uh, you know, if there was like this tall athlete, like male who wanted to work with you, um, you know, what would you say? And he's like, well, if the tall athletes, you, then yeah, for sure. Like, let's work together. Um, and, and he was a little hesitant at first. Like I said, he was like, I don't know how much time I can give to you, um, with this new baby coming and with coaching Carrie, but it was the, hopefully he says the same, hopefully I'm, I'll make him proud one day, but, um, uh, it, it was one of the best decisions that I could have made was just asking him to coach me. So when you asked him, was he still in New York or did he move to Vegas? Yeah, he was still in New York. So this was like, no, this was like this time two years ago. 
So I worked with him all the way through uh, the the quarantine and, and the first like stage of the pandemic and all that stuff. Uh, so he was still in New York at the time and he was there for, yeah, I guess like a, a full year and a half really. Or no, it was just a couple months because he moved during the quarantine. He moved out here. Um, yeah, that's another little fun story. So, and when we've heard that story from him, yeah. But I want to ask you, what, what made you move to Vegas? So I came out here to train with Carrie, Danielle, and Bethany as Carrie was preparing for stage two of the 2020 CrossFit Games. And I moved out here, or I, I came out here to visit. Um, and just being around everybody, like just being in that, um, in that setting, like in that environment, you know, with high, high, high level athletes, just the, the work ethic, the, the dedication that those guys show. Um, like it was, it was astonishing. And it showed me like, it showed me that if I really wanted to make this a career, this is she's really good at handstand push up and she's really short. So her, like she yeah. was just like, wrapping yeah. mouth, and I'm like I got to keep up. Like, I just got to go. <laughs> yeah. But like having that next to you, you know, like if I was, at the, if I was at my house, I wouldn't have pushed that hard. Like if I was right. at my own gym by myself, I, like odds are, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to go that fast. I would have been like, okay, handstand pushups are hard for me. Like I'm going to yeah. do what I think I can do. Um, but yeah. instead you just like, you elevate to that level. Um, like yeah. you show up and, and show out. So it's really cool. Yeah. That's what we were talking to. Um, I'm like Annika. Said she's coming down to Vegas in a couple months oh, or nice. something like that, or uh, awesome. just to get in that environment, just to see like where she's at and what she can do. So, yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. And that's what I mean. Like, it, it almost takes like, you know, you, you you have to come into it almost knowing that like, I mean, it it, it is kind of like a competition every day, and you do yeah. get your butt kicked, and you do. There's a lot of times where you're humbled and exposed, and there's there's also times where you, you know you, you exceed your own expectations but um but if you don't lose like that's like how are you ever going to get better you know right. especially right. in a sport like this where you know seconds matter transitions matter speed of yeah. like cycle speed matters um you know you learn all those things by doing it day after day yeah it's cool made it back i made it back but it sounds like you guys are having a great conversation i wish the record would keep going <laughs> So what I had was that you, if you wanted to be a competitive athlete and that's where it kind of cut off um, and you'd said you'd come out to train with Bethany and Carrie and Danielle for Carrie to get to the games. Yeah. And then you said, if you wanted to be a competitive athlete, you. I think, yeah, I think that, I think what I was saying was just that if you, if you really do want to be a competitive athlete, putting yourself in the environment and in the training situations like these camps that are, are that are arising. Um, I really think that's the best way to do it. And I think, I think what also what I was saying is that you're going to start to see the athletes that do that on a daily basis, or, or at least like for most of like a majority of the year that they are training alongside of other phenomenal athletes or just other, you know, with their coach, like with a team and a group around them. Um, I feel like you're going to see those guys, progress a little bit uh a little bit faster and a little bit further than you know the guys that are just in the gym uh or, or in their own garage with the headphones on and just pounding away and as i pop back on you and charlie were talking about um the push you get from those athletes and and i don't want to speak for you so charlie what was what were you just the question that got matt to talk about competing against carrie and all of that in the quarterfinals Oh, uh, I mean, it was just, we were just talking about being in that environment. And just like he said, of, of being able to push yourself from not being at home in a cold gym by yourself and going, eh, I just, maybe I'll, I don't want to do wall balls today, so I won't do that. But, you know, you show up there and you see these phenomenal athletes going at it and you're like, well, I'm not going to be the guy in the back <laughs> getting crushed and feeling like, why am I here? You know, I'm going to keep up. So, um, and then just kind of got into the camps and how that works. So. 
So, so you yeah. move out there, you move to Vegas, you're working out with Danielle Brandon, Carrie Pierce and Bethany Shadburn, uh, three of the top women in the sport. And, and you're the lone guy, you and Justin, and I guess Jax are just kind of hanging out there. What yeah. was that like? Um, being kind of the only guy and being kind of a different kind of athlete than the others. Yeah. Um, you know, well, so to like, you know, not, not to leave out Nicholas, we, we had uh, the Argentine in, I think he was the national champ this year or he was pretty stud athlete. Uh, he's just a beast overall, super nice human. Um, we had Nick up here for a couple months. Like whenever I first got up here, he was out here uh, and then Tola moved out here in February. So, like it was nice to have a couple guys, um, you know, but, but we are kind of dominated by ladies in the gym, um, which is fine. It is what it is. Those girls are amazing at what they do. Um, you know, being like, if you look at myself versus Carrie, obviously that's going to look a lot different and how we move is going to look different. Um, you know, and, and so that's something that Justin and I try to work on it and talk about like every day is just, like, what can I do to best my performance? Like, what can I do to, to maximize my potential on any given workout? Um, you know, and one of the things that we talk about a lot uh, is movement efficiency and just being a taller athlete. Like you, you can't move, you can't move poorly um, anytime if you want to make it to the CrossFit Games, uh, which is, you know, obviously the goal. And, but especially like as a bigger guy, like, you, you know, if you've got sloppy movements, if you don't, uh, know what your body's doing if you aren't in control of it if you aren't being as precise as you can be you're going to end up uh you're just going to end up wasting your time and wasting your effort and and um you know like doing like i was i was telling uh i was telling charlie there's a bee right next to me hate bees um sorry but uh you know like doing handstand push-ups next to carrie like she is ridiculously fast at them like it's just silly and her hands are like her range of motions are so short um and it's crazy but you know like for me whenever we do workouts like that or like workouts that have burpees in them or ghds like movements that i'm not great at and i do them next to carrie or bethany like she, bethany is a, a tank like she her engine is phenomenal and danielle is just an athlete like she's just athletic like no matter what you throw at her she's going to be able to, to hit it um, but like, it's like, I really, I really do like pushing with Carrie because it's like, we could not be on more opposite ends of the spectrum. Like we are literally as far apart as we can be. Um, but for me, like that elevates my game because I, I need to be able, I know what it looks like to do it at a world-class level, right? Like I know what burpees need to look like to be world-class and I know what GHDs and, and the speed of, you know, whatever movement it is. And so being able to like push myself to try to come up somewhere close to that standard. Like I know uh, I have to know that I will never be able to do strict handstand pushups as far as Carrie does. Little side story about that. We were talking about it yesterday. She has to have the record for the most handstand pushups ever. Whenever she first got into CrossFit, she did a max set of handstand pushups. Do you guys have any guesses what the max set would be for Carrie Pierce? Uh, well, she does everything strict. She does. So, so she, she started strict on these and then she switched to Kipping. So I'll let you, that, that, okay. that plays a role. I would, 42. How many? 42. I'd say 64. Y'all got to add like 200 reps. Shit. <laughs> 237 handstand pushups without coming off the wall. How what? crazy is that? <laughs> I, feel, I can't even fathom that. She was like, she, she told me, she was like, yeah, there was somebody in the gym. Like the owner was, did a full entire Metcon, like seven, eight, nine minutes of working out before I came down off the wall. I was like, I couldn't even hold a handstand that long. And you were just re like, just, I, I'm sure she was just like smiling, just like, oh yeah, it's easy. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, you could see at the Ridiculous. road when she was just like, I'm going to just come down just because why not? Just because exactly. She's just a tank dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I was actually standing with Justin when on that chipper, and when she got to the second set of handstand pushups, he looks at me and goes, "Here's where we win." And yeah. sure enough, and it's just like the, just the like distance that. she put between her and number two at that point was huge. Yeah, 
two. It's crazy, man. She's she's just she's an awesome human too. Yeah, good good people. You couldn't do push-ups that many in a row. <laughs> Regular push-ups. Nope. nope. There's so, no. I, yeah. That's crazy. So my neck. I'm just blown away. I actually have more questions, but I'm just blown yeah, away yeah. by that number. So then Tola comes right. And you, yep. you finally get to have like the bro sesh, um, the dude, and you guys like, it's, it's, it's an affection for us because we are the Clydesdale, you know, fitness and friends. You guys are typical Clydesdales, tall, yeah. Tola's big. And Tola is such a freak athlete. Like his home yeah. runs are like what you just said about Carrie. When, dude, when he, I, I, that, that burpee over box thing in the quarters. Yeah. Yeah, like, impressive. It's it, like it, it, and that's what I mean. Um, even like, so this is just about Tola. Uh, I don't know, like, when this will come out. I don't even think he would care that I said it. Uh, he hasn't posted it yet. I know he's going to. He has been spending a ton of time doing aerobic stuff, so running every day or almost every day, like swimming a bunch, rowing a bunch. Um, came into the gym yesterday, you know. Not that he really like needs to lift a ton because he's already super strong, but you know he lifts like a couple times a week now. Um, came in the gym, did a little piece with me yesterday. Uh, ended up power cleaning three sixty five, catching it like it was one sixty five. I mean, just the dude is a powerful freak. Like he is just impressive. Like the amount of force he can create. Um, yeah, he's and, and you know that 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 was kind of another. Uh, another like almost like the carry moment where I'm trying to keep up with her on handstands. Like that was awesome on that workout um, to, to try uh, to, to try to compete with Tola and to try to catch up to him on some of those burpees and snatches. And um, you know, like obviously it helps for me to be able to push off of those guys. And really it just, it helps us all, um, you know, cause we know that there are workouts that like one person is going to crush or, or that, you know, that I can try to, try to match pace with or i can try to do whatever um and, and so it's it's just this really cool dynamic like it it's competitive out here but it's healthy it's friendly it's yeah. it's uh motivating it's like everybody's pushing each other forward it's not like oh i'm gonna try like i'm gonna try to beat everybody today and like if i don't beat them i'm not gonna talk to them you know it seems like it and it takes that question out of your head of can i do this with the top level of people and you're like, yeah, I do it every day. I mean, it's not like I'm beating 40 year old guys at the gym. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't compare myself, but I'm like, I'm hanging with arguably the best female American ever. Um, yeah. You know, and I think like, and I, I mean, like truly, I think Bethany can, uh, can, can claim that title this upcoming year. Like she's just, she's on a whole nother whole nother level whole nother page but um but yeah like that's something that is you know it takes a little bit of like pulling yourself back and looking at the bigger picture um you know because it can get kind of easy like day after day to to beat yourself up and and um you know obviously like a lot of the workouts that we do aren't going to be geared towards me you know like unfortunately we can't do rowing and wall balls all day right. so uh, you know, the few times that we do that, obviously I, I like to, to show up, but, um, you know, like day after day, like a lot of workouts are, are based on, or, you know, other people have their strong suits within those workouts. And so, um, it can, it can be easy to like get down on yourself and, you know, like the comparing starts and just the, like the questioning of, of like, oh man, like, can I actually do this? I'm actually good enough. And it's like, like I, I do that whenever I'm racing like Carrie or Bethany or Danielle in a gymnastics heavy workout. And when I step back, I'm like, well, Carrie and Bethany and Danielle are arguably some of the best athletes at gymnastics, right. like in the sport. So like, even though, yeah, I'm losing to them by a minute. It's like, that's only getting me better. Like, yes, you're right. losing, but you were like falling forward every single time you were yeah. getting better each day. Um, yeah. So that's been a cool thing too. Yeah. It's just super cool out here. So where was the transition to coach again? Was it always kind of your hope to work with Justin as a coach or did that just kind of naturally come? Um, you know, that, that's an interesting question. Um, I've always enjoyed coaching. Uh, you know, I've always loved it. 
Um, what I really like about the remote coaching that I do now is that it allows me for, uh, or it allows me to have a flexible schedule and to have freedom of, of my time. And so I'm not, you know, needed to be anywhere uh, at a certain time until a certain time, like none, none of that stuff. So, um, you know, remote coaching was always something that I wanted to continue or wanted to do and continue doing. Um, and obviously I enjoy the one-on-one -on -one individual aspect of coaching. So whenever Justin was opening up his uh, underdogs program and then, you know, looking to start adding these different tracks as far as like the teens and the masters and then the individuals, like it was, I, I asked him if that was something that I could do for him and, and if I could work for him. And, um, you know, he said yes. And, and he's been like uh, very, very helpful and very open to me. Like that's the other cool thing um, that I try to utilize him for is just like using him as a, as a resource. Um, and knowing that he knows a ton about coaching, he knows a ton about relationships, um, you know, and, and just how to develop athletes. And so um, being able to learn that from him, I know, I already know that it's going to be invaluable to me as a coach, as I go through my career, you know, like obviously athletics is what I want to to do. And, you know, the competitive side is what I want to do, but I, I do figure at some point, like I will transition to a full-time coach. And so learning everything that I can from Justin um, you know it's one of those things it's like you don't always know it in the moment but looking back I'm sure that I'm going to be like super 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 happy happy with all of the uh, all the aspects that I learned from him well my, my guy Charlie here he's he's looking for some programming he in his mind he thinks he's a an elite athlete in the in the 40 to 44 year old division Yep. And underdogs just came out with the master's track. Um, thoughts. You think that's, that's the right way for Charlie to go? Definitely. I think everybody should be on the underdogs track. Um, especially you, Charlie, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. We've got such an amazing group of coaches too. Like the, the pedigree of all these coaches that we're adding is just, I mean, it's second to none, like looking at some of the other, I, I, I'm not going to comment on all that, not, but uh, I know like the level of coaches that we have is phenomenal. The people that are writing the programming, you know, whether it's team regular or, or masters um, you're, you're, you're going to reach those goals for sure. Yeah. And what I've I already like put is, a, I put a petition out already to make wall balls at eight foot instead of 10. So it's going to go along, right alongside your ring petition that you guys have going for the tall guys short guys need a little something as well nah i, I don't know i feel like i feel like the short guys got it we if anything i'd like to make it taller maybe i can talk to somebody about making it a higher <laughs> target and this 30 foot box business is <laughs> no nah, we like we like all that <laughs> what i like about the tracks is that justin you know for someone who's been around the game so long and someone who is so smart he's not this guy that's like, I am going to do it all. He's bringing in the best of the best for each individual category and letting them do the programming. So it's not like some of the programs where you have your competitive program and everything is just like a watered down version of that for the different tracks. Mm -hmm. This is something that that is individual for that group. And I think that's just a, a brilliant concept. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think that that's something that Justin does really well is he is uh, pretty good at, at um, oh, shoot, I can't think of that word, but of delegating, you know, different work for, to different people. And um, I think that he knows where he's at as well as his limits. And um, I think that that's, that's the issue that you run into, you know, with kind of like you said, watering down some of the other programs and just like, you know, dropping the weights, but having it be the same workout for a teen athlete or a master's athlete. Um, you know, each of the different categories does require different training. And, um, and I think that that's something that Justin realized and, and, you know, he knows that he can't do it on his own. And so even just like I said, that I'm learning from him, I'm sure that he's doing the same thing, you know, bringing on these people that are, uh, you know, specialist for master's athletes or for teen athletes or for uh, like adaptive athletes. Like that was something that I think is really, really sweet. We have an adaptive coach, um, you know, to offer programming for adaptive athletes, but, um, but yeah, I'm sure that he is learning as much as he can 
to like seeing how ever seeing how other people do it. Yeah. So how excited are you when uh, uh, to get the new facility? Oh, I'm I'm very pumped. Uh, you know, it'll just be cool to like have our own place and to be able to like have a true uh, underdog community. Um, you know, I think that's kind of the tough part right now is that we don't we're, we go in and we have our own kind of group, um, but we only go in during open gym. And, you know, so like the, the, the CrossFit gym that we go to, like sometimes I, and this is just my personal feelings. It might not be the truth, but sometimes I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect uh, between the two of us. And so that's what I'm looking forward to with, with Justin's new gym is like having everybody, like we're all like there together and, you know, the classes can intermingle with the competitive athletes and, um, yeah, that's something that I feel strongly about too. Is, is making sure that like the community sense isn't lost as you as you go on your competitive journey. Well, I think what was crazy for me is you know I came out for West Coast Classic and and culmination was a destination that I wanted to see. Right, that's where you guys do your thing. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen all the Instagram posts with the windows and all that stuff, and I wanted to see what it looked like. I was stunned at how small it was. Yeah, stunned. Like the actual facility. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it gets a job done for us. Um, but I think that what Justin's planning on doing is going to be, uh, I think it's going to be pretty phenomenal. I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see what he's got under wraps. The other thing that blew me away is like, we wanted to get t-shirts and stuff and they didn't have many. Like, yeah. Like they don't understand the concept of that. You guys have made this a destination for, for the CrossFit world, that's a place people want to go and see. And, you know, I know Justin is going to have t-shirts and stuff available for when people come to town because you're not just a destination for fans, you're a destination for other athletes. You know, Charlie right. mentioned it when we were kind of coming back on air that Annika Greer is coming out there to, to test herself against you guys and see what it's like out there. Um, Allison Scuds did that last season and now is a permanent member of Underdogs. Um, yeah. You know, you have Alex out there now. You have, you like, you guys are growing because it's becoming a destination for all athletes. And that vibe has got to be super cool. It is. Like, it's, what I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, that, that I think is the coolest is that aside from everybody being freak athletes and being phenomenal at what we do, everybody is a, like such high quality, high caliber human being. Um, like the character that everybody shows at the gym is second to none. And I love that. I think that that's the cool, I think that's cooler than anything. Like, I think that that is cool. I think that the way that Carrie is as a person is cooler than the fact that she can do 237 handstand pushups. Um, you know, but, but I think that that's one of the great things that we have is that we attract, you know, we attract that high, high quality, uh, people. And, um, you know, everybody that's in there is literally coming in knowing that they are wanting to get better they're coming in knowing that they you know aren't the maybe aren't the best at what they do or like you said they, they want to kind of test themselves and compare themselves to like what they can be um and and yeah it, it's just uh it, it's such a great it's so it's like it's laid back but it's it's driving and it's motivating and it's inspiring um you know it's it's just uh it's something that like like i said i i definitely probably take it for granted like just how amazing it is to be able to work out next to bethany and being able to work out with tola and and with carrie um and danielle like you know i i I don't always see it as what it is um but whenever you look at it like hey i'm working out with four people who have been to the crossfit games like pretty pretty sweet to do that on a day after day basis so i would be remiss not to ask this last question about all of that and that is the new athlete uh, that just joined joined Justin this off season, uh, yeah. coming off his four year ban from PED use, and that is Ricky Garrard. Um, mm-hmm. You are one of Justin's first coaches hired. You're you're a ground level underdogs guy. What are your thoughts and impressions about what's going to happen there? Um, you know, I think that uh, like as an athlete, I'm really excited because again, it's just another, it's just another example of a, of a guy who's really, really good at what he does. And it's somebody that I can push off of. It's, uh, 
you know, like knowing what his times were, knowing what his paces were, knowing whatever, um, like, and being able to, to push off of that. I mean, like he's a, he's a stud um, and, and he'll be, I think he'll be pretty dominant this upcoming year. Um, I mean, obviously like as an athlete myself, uh, you know, you see that as, again, it's like, it, it's tough because it's somebody that you want to beat, you know, and, and like at the end of the day, like, hopefully next year we'll, we'll both be competing at the CrossFit Games. Um, but I think like with his story, I uh, I definitely support that. And, and I support, you know, the, the idea that everybody deserves second chances. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's incredibly virtuous, the fact that he has, you know, he, he, he did his time. Um, he, he admitted to what he did. He, he took the blame for it. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of times when you see people do that in our sport, um, you end up seeing them just kind of fizzle out after, after their ban. Um, I don't really think that you see anybody coming back after a four-year ban. Like four years in CrossFit is a long time. Um, so I think that that speaks to the heart and the passion and dedication that Ricky has. And, uh, and again, it's that, that's the same with like all of the other underdogs. So I think it's super cool that he gets to be, or, or, or you know, that, that, that we get to be part of, of his journey as, as an athlete um, and that he can be part of the underdog's journey as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's super cool. So let me ask you this, and this is, a, we'll move on. Um, what are your goals for this year, right? You did, you had some really good events at West Coast. Um, I did. Uh, but weren't, you weren't able to put that complete package together to get your ticket to the games. So yeah, what are you sure. doing to, to improve those chances? And do you think you have what it takes this year to, to punch that ticket? Yes. Um, at the end of the day, I know that I have what it takes. Um, and it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of, of being patient and knowing when that time is going to come in my journey. Um, what, what I'm doing day after day is just making sure that, uh, no stone, no stone is unturned. Um, making sure that every single day, whenever from, from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to sleep, like every decision is based on how can I be the best version of myself? How can I be the best athlete? Um, I think that the West coast classic was really, uh, opening for me. And I learned a lot about it, you know, from a competitive standpoint, uh, as well as from like a personal standpoint of just, you know, how to, um, how to manage emotions, how to, uh, you know, uh, how to mentally approach a, a competition or, um, I mean, like really like how to, how to deal with getting punched in the face and how to deal with like your plan, not going to plan. And so it like the West coast classic was a, a huge competition for me, obviously freaking flies are everywhere. Um, it was obviously a huge competition for me. Um, and I learned a lot from it. And so now it's just a matter of like taking everything that I've learned and, and practicing it day after day. Um, and as I said, it, it's, it's more than just a, uh, it's more than just learning what I'd learned from a fitness standpoint. Like the fitness side is, is nice. And like I did, you know, I, I got some uh, holes in my game exposed. Um, but really I think that it's more, I, I learned more of like how to mentally approach competition, how to mentally approach, um, you know, like I said, what happens if your plan doesn't go to plan and, uh, and just be a little bit more of a, a more resilient athlete. And so if people don't know the at West coast, the media area and the coaches area were the same thing do you hear ashley and justin when you're on the floor yeah i mean i'm gonna be honest you hear ashley anytime uh she's the number one support group or support person of the underdogs uh she's awesome um and then justin like he just has a, a distinct voice you know he he's got like when you hear him yell like when you hear him you know instructing you or or, or cheering for you yelling at you um, you hear it. And, uh, but again, it's something that's so special because you hear it day after day in the gym too. And so whenever I'm on a competition floor, like that's something that I wasn't super used to, but this like West coast classic really opened my eyes to that is like, you know, I do that stuff day after day. Like we, we throw down and, and we, you know, hit home runs and we, we do what we do day after day. So when we step onto that competition floor, like, you know, I think that's something that the girls do really well is they just, like, it's just another day for them. You know, it's just another workout. And, um, and so, yeah, like having, 
being able to have both Justin and Ashley there um, and, and kind of being able to compete in our backyard was a very cool, uh, just a very unique opportunity. It was, it was, fun. it was very special. I say that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that so much noise could come out of such a little person. Uh, but Ashley, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fire. Yeah. She is up on the barrier, leaned over yelling with all of her might. And Justin, I think does about a half marathon for every event. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a pacer for sure. He's uh, you know, he's like at the, you know, watching everybody face on and then he'd walk around the side, probably walk to the other side and come back. And, and yeah, Ashley's just a firecracker. They're like, it was it was super cool for the semi or for the uh, quarterfinals, like because we did have a couple of, of event records and event wins. Um, like she was there cheering them all on and yelling for us, and you know you you, you kind of miss that with uh, with the whole pandemic. But she definitely filled up for you know at least a hundred people in the stands uh, cheering. Yeah. Yeah. So my last question, and we'll let you go, is you know Justin yeah. always calls it the the underdogs family. Is that how you feel like that this has become like your second family? Yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody like, you know, like each, I feel like for myself, I've, I've got uh, relationships with each person um, that, you know, each, each one's a little bit different, uh, but it's still just as special. And um, I felt like that from day one, like, again, th- this really goes to show like how special of the opportunity that it is. And just like, how I was saying that the quality and the character of the people that are here um, is amazing. And it was like that from day one. Like as soon as I got here, you know, obviously with Justin and Ash, like, and I was over at their house a good bit whenever I first moved out here, they were just like kind of taking me in. And then even with like Carrie, um, like Carrie has been such a phenomenal role model um, and and just like taking me in and and wanting to teach me and help me. And, and, um, you know, and same with Bethany, like, I feel like, I feel like they're kind of like my older sisters a little bit, and Paul is like, you know, my, my brother, we, we kind of like, uh, you know, we're, we just, we act like brothers in the gym, I think that that's the same way with the girls, like, definitely, you know, kind of like sister, uh, and just like, they're, they're very caring, they're very nurturing, they want to see you succeed, and, um, and again, like, that's something that's so cool about what we're doing, is you've got these guys that have been in the sport for, eight, nine, 10 years, like, how, you know, Carrie's competed at the games for seven years. Bethany's been there for a long time. Even DB has been in the game for a long time. And so I think that now, like, even they are seeing like, Hey, I can, I can pass along some of the things that I know, like I can teach somebody else uh, through the experiences that I've been through and through the journey that I've been through. Um, and I've been talking with Bethany a lot, like this past week and just like Carrie since I got here, um, you know, but just like taking what they have to, to offer and what they have to say, like the stories, the, the work ethics, the, the, the mentalities, the whatever it is. Um, I think that they're, they are getting to the point where they're realizing like, Hey, you know, we've got a lot of young athletes in here. Like you said, like we've got Al or uh, Alex and, and we've got, you know, myself and, and even Tola and DB are on the younger side. So like, there's a lot of like the younger, it's kind of cool. Like there's almost like two generations. And I think, you know, Carrie, you know, now that she's retired, she's getting to that point where she's like, all right, like, how can I now pass along what I've, what I've learned? And so um, it's really cool. You know, you, you don't always see that with, uh, with competitors or with people that are, you know, vying for the same spot, the same money, the same, whatever. Um, but it, it's really special, like, because we are such a family and because we all do care about each other's success as much as we care about our own. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly could go on and on about it. Um, I'm just, I am so lucky to be, to be in the position that I'm in. Well, Matt, I just want to say, um, first of all, I apologize for the internet issues today. I did not know no they were going to come bury my line. Um, two, uh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for your time. It was good to get to know you. Um, I was rooting for you last year at West Coast Classic, and I'll do it again, whatever semifinal you make it to this year. I'm hoping you punch that ticket to the games. Well, I appreciate that. One last thing. Yeah. So I saw that they have the underdog bandanas. Does Danner have one yet? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I can go put it on him (laughs) if you wanted. But yeah, he's got the bandana. I think we're going to do some, uh, I think we're going to do like a little photo shoot with him to be able to like promote those bandanas and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Awesome.
Hey, hey, thank you guys. I really appreciate you reaching out and having me on here. And uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed talking to you guys. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to get back out to Vegas. Um, uh, Justin has promised me a hike up over the mountain that they that him and the kids do, and with Ashley. And uh, I want to do that one time. There's a, I mean, there's there's hikes everywhere. The first hike that I went on out here, I'm, I, it's probably not the same one that he's talking about. Uh, it was the five of us. It was me, Nicholas, Danielle, Carrie, and Bethany. And we went on this hike thinking it was just going to be this nice, easy little thing. Ended up being four and a half miles, like uphill. We got off the track, like off the path 18 times. Like we're climbing up like sheer rock cliffs. Like it was crazy. But whenever we got to the top, you could see the entire city of Las Vegas. And it was the coolest thing ever. So if you do get a chance, uh, like I said, that one was a little tough. But, um, yeah, definitely come out here and hike. Like, Red Rock is gorgeous. Um, and just seeing Vegas, like, being from Morgantown, it blows my mind how many people you can fit in one area. You know, yeah, my, how big a city can be. My first time in Vegas was during West Coast Classic. Uh, and I got to have dinner with Justin, and it was awesome. Um yeah and Ashley and the kids. Um, I just love them. They're, they're awesome. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch and, uh, good luck this year and hope you do well. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast. Remember you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.